Hello, everybody. This is David Avocado Wolf, and I'm here with Lee Aaron Keneally, Dr. Lee Aaron Keneally, who received a master's in public health from the University of Texas and her MD from the Rosalind Franklin University of Chicago Medical School. She did her both postgraduate training and family practice at Harbor UCLA Medical Center in Los Angeles, California. So Dr. Keneally began practicing medicine in 1986. As more and more of her patients started asking about alternative treatments, this prompted her to learn everything she could about non-toxic protocols. And in 1992, she founded the South Coast Medical Center for New Medicine in Irvine, California, where she serves as medical director. Her practice is firmly based in the belief that strictly treating health problems with medications does not find the root cause of the illness. And this, that center offers a vast array of services for men and women, including hormone balancing, testing, healthy menopause, personalized preventative medicine, gynecology, natural fertility, alternative treatments for all different kinds of chronic diseases, including heart disease, diabetes, hypertension, and they also offer acupuncture and massage therapy, along with detoxification therapy. So it's pretty much everything. They've got it all under one roof. And Dr. Lee Aaron Keneally will be revealing all of this and a lot more about what she does, especially as it focuses on cancer-fighting strategies at our upcoming Longevity Now conference, Friday, April 1st through Sunday, April 3rd, at the Orange County Hilton in Costa Mesa, California. So thank you for being with us today, Dr. Keneally. How are you? Great, and it's wonderful to be here with you, David. It was great to meet you at our last conference, and I remember you came up and talked to me, and you left a lasting impression. Yes, no, it was wonderful. I was uh, excited to get to meet you and and be a part of the conference, and I just think it's so exciting. And and I've always tried to educate and empower people because it's people and it's the mass movements and the grassroots of humanity that's going to change the way that patients are being cared for and taken care of. And you're doing an awesome job at spreading the word and educating patients and so my mission has always been to educate and empower people, and that's what you're doing, is you're educating, but you also have to be the empowerment, and you've got to be their cheerleader, and you've got to be there for guidance and direction. Fantastic. And you're doing it very well, and thanks for the compliments. And it's a lot of work, as you know. It's a full-time job. In fact, it's a full lifetime mission is what we're up to. What keeps you motivated and inspired, Dr. Keneally? You obviously have one foot in the conventional system, one foot out. Do you get a little bit frustrated with the conventionalities of the AMA and all of those kinds of organizations that are dealing with all these pharmaceuticals and stuff? Well, that's a two-part question. What keeps me passionate about what I do? Wow. I I ask that myself uh, that all the time. I go, God, why do I work 12, 14 hours a day, and why do I constantly search for the truth for for a medical condition that's just maybe not so obvious. And I always say, you know, you, you, you love one another as you love yourself. And so I love myself. <laughs> and the only way that I'm going to be effective is that I take care of myself and love myself that, so that I can take care of patients. And today, more than ever, patients from one-year-olds to 80-year-olds, 90-year-olds are suffering tremendously because the conventional paradigm is great at possibly diagnosing. It's great at doing blood tests and maybe emergency medicine. But for the chronic 
conditions like cancer and hypertension and diabetes and multiple sclerosis and Lyme disease and ALS and chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia, they they don't know what to do. And doctors are, they let patients go to the extreme of being sick and then they decide to do something. And health has to be proactive and preventive and we as Doctors, the word doctor means to teach. We've got to sit down with our patients and not work on our patients, but work with our patients. And doctors, because all they know is how to administer and prescribe drugs, but if there's not a drug for the condition, for example, autism, there's no drug for autism. There's no drug for chronic fatigue syndrome. There's no drug for particularly to cure MS. And so that's all they know how to do. And so they haven't been educated about all the other forms of treatment that have been around for a hundred years. A lot of all these treatments, a lot of treatments that I've used have been around for a hundred years. In fact, they're in the medical books that people used a hundred years ago, like the Merck manual. And so doctors have just uh, unfortunately deserted all those integrative, alternative, homeopathic, nutritional treatments. It for toxic therapies like medications and or chemo and or radiation. And so, uh, unfortunately, the average patient is at the mercy of their doctor who has limited knowledge. So a doctor should really do everything they possibly can to find a partner, first of all, that sees eye to eye with the way they want to be taken care of. Now, there are patients out there that just want to pop a pill, okay? Well, that's that will help for a, just a, a short while. Then you just develop another problem because you could, took that pill. So eventually, they will have problems and seek need to seek uh, alternative therapies. I just wanted to ask you this, Doctor Penny, on that particular point. Is you, from your perspective, are you seeing less and less people coming in saying, "Give me a pill," and more and more people realizing what they're actually up against, which is a holistic remedy? Do you see a change in that? Yeah, every patient comes to me to get off medication. Every single patient comes to either get off medication or to not use medication for their problems. I would say 100%, 100%. Wow. So my patients wow. are realizing, yeah, so my patients are realizing the top, first of all, they feel awful and they're on five drugs or one drug or two drugs. And then there's the group of people who absolutely just do not want to put drugs in their body. Period. They do not want to put any medication or drugs in their body. So there's two types of patients. There are patients that have been victim to the system, which is popping a pill for their hypertension or their headache or their their chronic pain syndrome or whatever, and then they see how bad they are and how bad they feel and how sick they're getting because those people get sicker, and so they come to me to get off all their medications. So that would be – no, there's not a patient that comes to me to get on medication at all. This, is, this comes up over and over again. And, and after, after we kind of dig and drill deep on this little, this little issue that I think is it's on people's minds, and I definitely want to ask you it. And after that, I really want to dive into this whole story about cancer with you and what's happening on, that, on the front end where you are and what you're seeing. But before we do that, I have this question. This disarms a lot of people. Doctors are very smart. They go to school. They're trained for nine years. They spend tens of thousands of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, on their education. They have memorized enormous amounts of literature. There's an enormous investment of time and energy. These people are really, really smart people. Is it possible that 
intelligence could be tricked by the disinformation campaign of medical schooling and the system at large as it exists now. Because, see, people are, they get confused and they say, oh, no, doctors are smart. But at the same time, there's this disinformation campaign. And when I see someone like you, you to me, you're, you're a real doctor. You, you've taken all the knowledge you can take, every single thing you can use to help people, and you're driving that train with everything you got. I just can't believe there's not more people like you. And I know I'm not the only one. I know there's lots of people listening out there right now going, what's going on with doctors? Are these people smart? Are they trained with that? What's the story? How do you respond to that? Well, all doctors, yes. Doctors are very, very extremely intelligent. I mean, just to get into medical school, you have to have straight A's. I mean, it's not something that people with B's get in, and much less a C. So you're you're very smart. You have to take, there's a test called the MCAT. You have to take that. So it's very, very, very group smart group of people and real dedicated people, which is kind of interesting. But you have to understand that the whole medical system is completely funded by the pharmaceutical system. And the pharmaceutical drugs basically control everything that that doctors are being, well, medical students are being taught and doctors are being taught. So every every magazine, I mean, first of all, the public is being being brainwashed and taught how to use drugs. I mean, every CNN commercial, every commercial on television is a drug ad. Every commercial on People magazine and all the magazines are all drug ads. That's who pays for those magazines. So it's not only the doctor that's being educated, but the public at the same time is simultaneously being educated on the use of medications. And so the doctors and the doctors are taught very scientifically. And so they look at, here's a disease process, here's the mechanism of action of this disease process, and then they learn the drug that supposedly works for this mechanism, this biochemical mechanism of action. And so they learn that these medications can interfere with something natural that's supposed to take care of your body and stop, and stop a particular problem. Of course, if you stop something that is supposed to be occurring, you get another problem. But doctors, that's all they know. They don't, and, and they have not one, most doctors, I don't want to say all doctors, because there's other doctors that are like myself. And they, they have to have interest, and they have to have the desire, and they just, I know because I've trained other doctors, other conventional medical doctors, and I've trained them. And for them to cross the bridge into integrative, holistic, alternative medicine is very difficult. They're so indoctrinated with medical school and training and pharmaceuticals. And let's face it, when you give someone a blood pressure medicine, okay, and it works in the next week, you're pretty happy. You're really happy as a doctor and then the patient's happy. I mean, let's be realistic. But... The long-term consequences, if you educate, if you told the patient, okay, Ms. Jones, I'm going to give you this blood pressure medicine. Now, this is what it can do right now, but this is what the long-term complication, there isn't a patient that would take it. There wouldn't be a patient. They would say, well, doctor, what, what else, is there anything else I can do? What, what are the other options I can do? I mean, they just do. I mean, that's just the unfortunate problem. And, and doctors, it takes time to educate patients. Doctors don't have time. Doctors have five or ten minutes with the patient 
and they do not have the desire, the commitment, or the dedication to do it. I just am different. I love what I do, and I hope that if I ever have a problem, that I have a person who's going to be creative and artistic and go beyond the call of duty and never give up on me. And I'm hoping, if I put that in I in the universe, I hope that one day if I have a problem, that I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to derive when I need something. And that's what we all need to be as, hum, as human beings. We're all universally, energetically connected, all of us, okay? So whatever you do affects me, and whatever I do affects you, and it affects every plant, every living thing that comes on the earth, every biological living thing. We're all connected with every animal, every microorganism, and so the kinder we are to one another and the more that we learn how to love each other and care for each other and take care of each other, whatever that looks like, the better off the world would be because the ultimate goal for yourself and for the planet is peace and love, period. You're going to be presenting at our conference on cancer and what yes. you can do about it. And for those of you who are tuning in right now, this is Dr. Lee Aaron Keneally. I'm David Avocado Wolf, and we're speaking about the cutting-edge research that she's doing on integrative medicine. And what is, you're, you're obviously energetically and vibrationally tuned into the karmic effects of our actions and the, the recall and response that happens in our world and in our universe. What do you think cancer means in light of all of that? I mean, this cancer epidemic just doesn't appear out of nowhere. It's a karmic response of some sort. What's your opinion about that? Like, what, what, is, it, what is it that's happening that we can correct inside ourselves that will get move the cancer not only out of us, but move it off of the planet as an epidemic. Yeah, well, this is a very, very significant question, and, and it should be on the front cover of every magazine, Wall Street Journal, CNN, uh, every news major newspaper, every magazine, because let's, let's look at the statistics. In the year 1900, 1 in 8,000 people had cancer. Now it's one in two men and one in three women. One in two men and one in three women will experience cancer in their lifetime. We should be having every campaign we could possibly enlist to say what is happening and what are we going to do about it because there's no way that we can handle it. Not Because cancer just doesn't affect the person. It affects the loved one, the family, the caretaker. I mean, it infects a lot, a lot of people. So why are we getting all this cancer? Well, I think a big reason, uh, if you study people that have been doing this a long time, it's kind of interesting. I, I, I was lecturing at a cancer conference in 2007, and uh, it was alternative to cancer, and I learned about a very famous guy, Dr. Hammer, H-A-M-E-R. He's a German oncologist, and, and he developed testicular cancer in 1978. And uh, he was, now you have to understand, he'd already been practicing oncology for quite some time, and his wife got cancer. Well, interestingly enough, uh, he says, wow, why do I have cancer? Well, his son was tragically killed the year before. So he had experienced severe psychological trauma, and that threw him into a deep depression, and he didn't know how to get out of it. So he said, okay, I've got to figure out, I'm a cancer doctor, why do I have cancer? Well, after 
he figured that it was the the uh, the death of his son, and so he says, "Okay, I'm going to start studying my patients." And he saw that in all of his cancer patients, there was a severe stressful event, usually within two years of their diagnosis. And then he found that on their CT scan on their head that they had a ring lesion, and the ring lesion corresponded to the body part of their cancer and their unresolved emotional conflict. Because as you know, in reflexology, you know, you have certain parts of your feet that correspond to different organs. And so anyway, he got a team of people together that helped him between family members and psychologists, and he worked through his testicular cancer and cured himself. And then he has treated over 30,000 patients after that. So I believe that there is a severe unresolved emotional conflict, and if you really study his 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 findings and his teachings, there are several people that are teaching what he has taught, Dr. Hammer, and there's a French guy, Dr. Sabal, and then I, I learned some of mine from a, a Canadian guy um, that teaches here in the United States under recall healing. So an intense stress will create biological conflict in the body, fulminating an illness. And so if a person is isolated and they don't work through that, it will manifest itself as a disease. But taking that aside, along with that is the, let's talk about how people eat. People eat deplorably, okay? There are very, very few people who know how to eat. Most of their diet is sugar. And one of the worst things you can put in your mouth as far as cancer is concerned is sugar. In 1931, Dr. Otto Warburg won the Nobel Prize for that discovering that cancers thrive on sugar. And so cancer cells, they metabolize through fermentation, which is a chemical reaction that requires sugar. Now, this plays into another part that we can talk about in a second because fermentation is an anaerobic process. Anaerobic means no oxygen. And so uh, normal cell cycles require oxygen, but cancer cells thrive in a fermentation, anaerobic, sugary environment. So cancer cells hate oxygen. And so that's why exercise, if you exercise, you reduce cancer 50%. Okay, now who wouldn't do exercise? It reduces cancer 50%. So, but most people, unfortunately, most of their diet is sugar. I mean, in the, in, in the National Cancer Institute, if you consume, they, there was a study that if you consumed a diet high in sugar, which is, you know, carbohydrates and the obvious sugar, you were three times more likely to develop cancer. Also, a lot of people don't realize if you, they did a study, a 10-year study, 80,000 men and women who drink soft drinks twice a day, they had a 90% higher risk of developing pancreatic cancer. And what do people do? People eat sugar all day long. I mean, they don't even, they don't even know that they're eating any sugar. And also, they hide sugar in food now today. And if it's not sugar, it's sweeteners, it's chemicals and poisons, and not to mention the GMO. So the quality of food that you're eating, 
You have no idea unless you grow a lot of your own food, unfortunately, or you, you demand raw food, you demand organic food, you, you know where you, you know your suppliers. I, I personally grow my own garden, so I know what I'm getting. I, I shop at places that I know. You go to farmers markets. You do things that you personally, you kind of have a connection with these people. Like we're, like I said before, we're all connected. So it's wonderful when you know the people that you're buying from and you're doing business with. And so, uh, diet is huge. Diet is huge. Food. I mean, every, let's think about it. I tell children all the time when they come in, teenagers and 20 year olds, I said, every little morsel you eat, let's just put one little thing here. It's becoming a cell and an organ and a gland in your body. So Oreos don't make very good cells. Donuts make, don't make very good cells. Cereals don't make very good cells. So whatever you put in your mouth needs to count. And I always remind people, what is a food? Food is a substance that nourishes and strengthens and heals the body. And foods with a label don't heal the body. You will become weak, inefficient, and your body will be stressed. So you must, you must eat and ingest things that are going to keep your body alive and functioning. Now the next big thing that is probably just as big as our diet is the inexhaustible exposure to toxins. And there are toxins in anything and everything. Even if you eat all raw and natural and grow your garden because the rainwater that falls on my garden which I often think about, it's contaminating my garden. And so I think about, oh, my gosh, I can't get away with this. So we must detox. I don't care how wonderful and good you eat. I juice every day. I grow my own garden, the whole thing. But you, we must do detox. What do you suggest for that? What do you suggest for detox? Well, the most important – well, that's a, that's a good question because I get I give a handout to all my patients and, and it's something we can put out at the conference too. Something simple because we have to have a, a powerful plan for them to prevent cancer and uh, detoxify because that's my biggest platform. 2011. Now I started three years ago that every page I would get 100% of my patients to detox. So that it started out three years ago and now it's mandatory that my patients do minimum. One or two things besides their diet, besides their diet, because it can't be just diet. You can't, our diet and our food supply is outrageously contaminated. And even if you take every medicine is, has not only the medicine, but it's contaminated with all of the, the dyes and everything. And people don't even know what's in their medicine. They don't know not, it's not just the active ingredient. It's all the inactive ingredients we need to be worried about. And so we, we, and it's not, you know, it's the air you breathe. It's everything that goes through your skin. It's everything that goes through your mouth. So we 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 don't have a choice. Even someone as healthy as yourself, and and really prides themselves on on uh, having a remarkable way of living, you can't do it without detox. So probably probably the simplest thing to detox is um, probably taking zeolite every day. Probably taking. If you get some zeolite, and you got to buy zeolite from a reputable company that really tracks their what, what they how they treat patients and what it does. If you just use detoxification detoxification substances that you really don't know if they work or not, it, it's that's not a good idea. Uh, there's lots of good zeolite, but you really have to know that they're really being mindful and following clinical studies, and you've had you've seen efficacious results. 
but probably zeolite. Well, I was going to ask you, do you have a brand that you recommend of zeolite? Because I bet you everybody's thinking that right now. Okay, what brand does she recommend? What, what do you well, recommend? Well, interesting, because I've been round and round, and the reason why I go round and round with this is because I started out with, you know, one thing, and I test everything with my patients, and then I energetically check things. And, and because the energy affects, you know, the energy of a substance affects us. So, I'm personally using an Australian zeolite. I met these people a long time ago at a medical conference, and so I have been studying this particular product. I mean, I don't use anything on my patients till I study it for about a year because I kind of like, okay, well, let's see. Let's see how this works, and let me see how it energetically. And then once something is made, they get better at how they make it. So, like, that's with anything. You know, it's like you, you perfect your product. You're constantly perfecting your product. And so I use an Australian zeolite. It's called, I think, Zeo One, and it's just drops. You put in water. It's very, very, very easy to do. And you, you, people, you can tell. You feel like if you, if let's say hypothetically someone drank alcohol, which is a toxin, they could do the zeolite and feel a difference in an hour or two. That's how that's how powerful zeolite is. Zeolite you notice the difference. If you don't notice the difference in detoxification, which I know hands down you will notice a difference, then you're not using something that's effective. And detox isn't like a one-day deal, David. It's, it's you know, for every year of life, it's a month of detox. Every one year of life, for every year of life, so if you're 50 years, of, 50 years that's 50 months to catch up. So that's not so. It's not an overnight sensation, you know. And so, interesting number that 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 number. I actually used to put that number out there for many years. People would ask me, "How long do I need to really like clean up my act for a while?" And if you're 49, it's 49 months. If you're 70, it's 70 months. It's it's a month for each year of life. I think you're right on with that. Now let's keep going on this on this whole thing about cancer. I've, I've had a lot of experience with oxygen therapies, ozone therapies. A friend of mine had a very bad tooth problem. I took her down to um, the place to get ozone therapy in LA, and and the guy does ozone directly into the blood, which I had never seen somebody do that before. So I was, I was like, I'll do it. So I did it, and it was powerful. I mean, it, I, like you know exactly what food and right living is able to do to detoxify you, and you know what it's not able to do when you have that ozone going through your blood like that. It literally pushes all the garbage right out of your lungs. Literally just pushed it right out. It was unbelievable. What's your feeling about oxygen therapies? You mentioned Otto Warburg. Do you think that oxygen therapies are very important for cancer? How do you strategically do them yourself? Well, oxygen is the most important thing for you, me, and everyone else. We wouldn't be here if we didn't have oxygen. And the concentration of oxygen has gone down the last 50, 50, year, 50 years. It used to be about 38%, now it's about 21%. So we're all suffering from oxygen deficiency as far as I'm concerned. And you mentioned Dr. Warburg. He found that he could create cancer by lowering the oxygen content in a cell by 35%. And he could reverse it also by increasing the oxygen content. So we use oxygen therapy. We use hyperbaric oxygen in our clinic. We use ozone in our clinic. Uh, I use hydrogen peroxide baths. I use hydrogen peroxide orally. I use hydrogen peroxide all kinds of ways, depending on the condition, the patient, the, all these different factors. So oxygen is so important. Uh, your healthy cells get their energy from oxygen. Your whole cellular respiration, 
your Krebs cycle will not happen if you do not have oxygen. Uh, cancer cells get theirs from fermentation, which requires sugar, which is, which is an anaerobic environment. So we, we, so we do not want that environment. But you said, see, oxygen, every single, I mean, every single living organism derives their life from oxygen. And because oxygen carries the energy of life itself. You know, you've heard of chi. Right, you know, chi, C H I, and prana, and key, and key, and bions are all names for life force stored as oxygen. And even ozone, as you mentioned, comes from the Greek word, the breath of God. So oxygen is like super important. That's more important than the food we eat, the water we drink. We have to have oxygen. And unfortunately, because of the extreme pollution that we have we have lower and lower oxygen. So we have we have to put oxygen back into our body. I mean, I don't care if it's breathing exercises. I don't care if it's yoga. I don't care if it's running outside. I don't care if you've got to sit at a chair and breathe oxygen. If you have to get into a hyperbaric oxygen, um, you know, a chamber, which many, many, many different things, different diseases respond to hyperbaric oxygen. If you had a stroke, the most important thing you want is is hyperbaric oxygen. If you had MS or Lyme or any uh, cancer or any kind of disease, hyperbaric oxygen is wonderful. If you want to heal a wound, you want to do hyperbaric oxygen. So hyperbaric oxygen, if you do it, you feel phenomenal, phenomenal. As you said, you feel phenomenal. So um, there's all kinds of ways, as I said, at supplying it. You can do ozone. You can do ozone. It can be delivered IV. It can be delivered in your your nose, it can be delivered in your ears, it can be delivered rectally, it can do, and however which way, they all are very effective at getting um, oxygen to your body. Sometimes I have patients do hydrogen peroxide baths. Uh, people can, uh, you know, they shouldn't do it without dire- directions on how to do, like, uh, uh, drinking hydrogen peroxide, but people think if they clean their nose with hydrogen peroxide, I'll have patients, they go, oh, you mean I can put Hydrogen peroxide in my nose, and I said, yeah, you can clean it. It helps get rid of acne because it gets rid of the microorganisms. Even, people don't realize this, but even anaerobic microorganisms, which is really supposedly the number one cause of death, cannot live without active forms of oxygen. They have to have oxygen around them to live. So oxygen is vital, vitally important, and that's in capital letters, for us to live and survive. Now, you are going to be offering some oxygen therapies at the Longevity Now Conference, which, again, for everybody listening, is April 1st through, that's Friday, April 1st, through Sunday, April 3rd at the Orange County Hilton, right there in Costa Mesa, California. Now, I hope that you're not going to be doing ozone animals in the hallway there or um, ozone pass, but, I, you know, <laughs> who knows? What's going to be happening? What are you going to offer the crew over there? And you're also going to be doing some energy medicine. So why don't you describe some of the extras that you're bringing to the event for us all? Oh, it's going to be exciting because this is wonderful stuff. Because, you know, you can tell right now, you can tell right now if someone's sitting down, we will have a little device that will measure your oxygen content right away. Like, for example, I'll tell you, we had a lady come in today. She fell. She's 90-something years old. She fell on her right side, hitting her rib cage. We took x-rays. And we happened to check her pulse ox. Her pulse ox was only 89%. Well, you should be 99 to 100. 
So she was suffering from hypoxia because her rib cage was, was fractured and she couldn't breathe in. So we had to teach her some breathing exercises and be mindful and cautious because you won't, you won't heal if you don't have good oxygen. So we will be measuring your oxygen, right? You can check it. It's done in seconds. And then we will have, um, oxygen can't, you know, through, uh, oxygen cannulas will have little, uh, not face masks, but little, uh, cannulas. Uh, that will deliver oxygen to uh, a person. We will not be doing ozone at the conference, but uh, it will be very, very, it's very effective. So like if patients are in the emergency room and they come in, and a lot of times if they have chest pain, what do you do? You put people in oxygen because they're suffering from hypoxia. So it's something we routinely do in the clinic is we're checking people's oxygenation and uh, just because if you don't have good oxygen, you're not going to have good healing. Now, the energy part, that's a wonderful, exciting thing because we're all energy, every single one of us. Yes, we walk and talk and, and we're biochemical machines, but we all are energy. And uh, we will be doing a couple of things. We'll have two devices. One is called the Ondamed, and the Ondamed is a device um, that came here to the United States that, oh, gosh, maybe mm, 10 years ago. And what it does, it scans the body from head to toe, head to toe from anywhere anywhere in your body because we know what the energy frequency of everything in your cells, every organ, every gland, we know what that energetic frequencies are. And so we will be able to detect which frequencies are out of balance. And then once we detect the, the imbalance, we'll be able to put in the correct frequencies to correct the imbalance. And uh, create homeostasis. Is that like a QXCI machine or a SCIO machine, or is it better? Is it an upgrade? How does it compare to those other kinds of? You know, like that? that that's a good question because we have a CO device also, and uh, this tells me just right away. Like if I can't, you know, if you let's say you come in and I need to say, okay, what's going on? So I will do a physical exam, and my physical exam is not like a regular doctor exam because I look at people's tongue, and I look at their teeth, I look at their skin color, I look at their nails. I do energy evaluations to see how your liver is functioning, thyroid, kidneys, pancreas, etc. And so I will do all that stuff, and then I will... Uh, I can do, I will do blood work because I always like to know if someone's suffering from high sugar, high cholesterol, low thyroid, any kind of hormone disruption because there are some basics and foundational elements that the body must function. So I'll make sure all that's okay. But then there's a lot of times there's no blood test I can check for 500 viruses. There's no check blood test or stool test that I can check for 500 parasites. There's no blood test or urine test, or any kind of test that I can check for all the bacteria. So I can look for, all, we know what the frequencies of every bacteria, virus, and bacteria, and parasite is, so I can evaluate that very quickly with the patient and say, oh, gosh, this is, this is what's coming up. This is, these are the different things that are coming up. And then once I do that, I will put the correct frequency of the body so that I can get rid of the infection or create balance. Now, the CO, it, it kind of does some similar stuff, but it goes about it in a different way. But I, I do like the CO because the CO is a tool also that can also look at um, all the different aspects in the body and, and in some ways in more depth than the on-demand. 
And then the Zyto machine, the Z-Y-T-O, is a machine that also, let's say I want to check the energy of a new chocolate that you like, or maybe I want to check a new zeolite, or look, maybe a new minerals, or a new greens, or just any product, any product. I can put the energy frequency in the device, and I can see how it resonates with you. Because just because it's great and wonderful, it may not be good for you. For example, I had a patient that was trying to lose weight, and there's a Japanese product called Aliguanol, and it comes from the lychee fruit. Well, usually when we give, uh, this is for one of our staff, or one of our staff, and and they didn't check the frequency they, with her, so she took it. She got sick, so we checked her today. This happened to happen, and it tested horrible for her. So if she would have checked it before, then we would have known that it was just not the. It was not something good for her. So just because something's good for you, it's just like I'll give you a simple example that people relate to. When you have a food allergy, let's say to strawberries. Strawberries are great. There's a lot of great things about strawberries, but that person, it's not good for them. Uh, and so the, the, the Zyda will tell me. It, it's a very, very in-depth device to determine if your chakras are in balance. It will tell me, it can tell me every toxin that has been in the body, maybe residues of it still in there, viruses, bacteria, fungi. I mean, it has a library, energy library of, of thousands and thousands of thousands of things from pathology to things that will fix your pathology. So we can quickly assess, like say I want to check everything that works to help restore your adrenal glands. Well, I have probably 50 different products that help adrenals because there is not a one-size-fits-all for everybody. So I fixed the, I picked the product that's going to be appropriate for you. Now, two months from now, that product might not be what's good for you because the way you are two months from now is not what you are today. The, what, what you were last year is not the person you are today. Your body is in a constant regenerative, restorative mode. And so... So you're constantly changing. That's why you don't constantly eat the same foods all the time. You need to explore. You don't take the same supplements all the time. You need to, you, you don't, you shouldn't eat the same thing every day. You shouldn't detox the same way. So you need to do different things. Just like exercise. You don't do just one exercise. You do many different exercises because there's value in many different exercises. Well, I'm going to take it right there, Dr. Learn Keneally, because you are such an amazing doctor. I wanted to let our people know, anybody tuned in right now, and they live in California, wherever they live, they might be thinking, geez, this is the kind of doctor I want. What if somebody wants to become your patient? How do they get a hold of you? What's your contact information? Well, I'm in Orange County, and I don't know if your listeners are locally or where they are, but I have patients from, you know, all here, all over the world. But we are located in Orange County in Irvine, California, which is about 50 miles south of Los Angeles, because a lot of people know where Los Angeles is, and we're about... 70 miles uh, north of San Diego. So we're right in the middle between Los Angeles and San Diego. And uh, Irvine, and our office number is 949-680-1880. And if you want to look look us up on the web, it's centerfornewmedicine.com, all spelled out, centerfornewmedicine.com. Okay. Thank you so much, Dr. Keneally, for joining us. And we're excited to have you. For those folks who are tuning in now or have been listening all along, Dr. Lee Erin Keneally will be presenting at our Longevity Now conference, and she's going to be focusing on cancer-fighting strategies that she actually implements with her cancer patients at her own medical center. 
Talk Conference is Friday, April 1st, 2011 through Sunday, April 3rd, 2011. We're also going to have a master's workshop on April 4th, the day after Monday. So if you're signing up for the conference, make sure you book your hotel room and you may want to consider being a part of the master's workshop on Monday as well. All right, Dr. Camille, I hope you have the best day ever. Thanks so much for all the information and thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Nice to connect with you, David.